welcome to Big Blend Radio's Food, Wine, and Travel Show, where we go across country and travel the world with members of the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. Let's go. Hey, everybody. So excited because today we're going back to Steuben County. Uh, I say Steuben, but it's Steuben, like it's Stubendous. Uh Steuben is a county in upstate New York. And uh, Dave DeGolier comes on our show every year with IFTWA uh, to talk about what we can experience. And it's now 2024. We're planning our travels. And this is definitely a place to put on your radar. It's up in the Finger Lakes region of New York State. You can go to explorestuben.com. That's S-T-E-U-B-E-N.com. And that's all the links are in the show notes as always. Um, but this is also going to be a destination on the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association Conference uh, for 2024. So you can learn more if you go to iftwa.com. That's I-F-W-T-W-A.org. So welcome back. Dave, how are you doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Uh, I'm doing well. Yeah. Thank you. How about yourself? Uh, ready to travel. We need to yeah. get up to your hood. You've been on the show so many times now that I it's know. ridiculous that we have not gotten to your area. We've just gotten that one time you. real close. You know, yeah, you seeing did. the sign is not good enough, right? <laughs> no, not usually. <laughs> well, I know because we saw Corning. So Corning, yeah. it's it's a town within Steuben County, right? That's correct. Yeah, Steuben County, I mean, it is larger than Rhode Island. It's a big space. There are 60 different communities in, in uh, Steuben County. And Corning is probably the most popular one, the, the most famous one because of the Museum of Glass and also Corning Incorporated um, and all the glass technologies that they've been involved in over the past 150 some years. You know, over the holidays, I was looking at all the posts you were doing on Facebook of Corning Glass. And is was that a Christmas tree made out of glass, Corning Glass, yeah. blown glass balls, like literally? So, yes. So the Museum of Glass, the glass artists at the museum, over 2000 glass ornaments, uh, you know, blown ornaments. Uh, they're all blown by hand. Uh, and then they were all assembled into a and into a Christmas tree. It's pretty spectacular. So yeah. that's one thing that's definitely if you go to Steuben County, this this is a bucket list destination. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they historically get around half a million people a year visiting. Um it's a huge draw. It's one of the biggest draws in the state. But um, you know, it's it's a it's a museum, but it's not like your normal museum. Uh, and you know, you think a museum of glass, it's probably not a safe Don't place to go. But uh, everything <laughs> is well, uh, you know, uh, preserved. And um, but they've got thirty five centuries worth of glass art and artifacts, so dating back to the time of King Tut um, and okay. and upward, uh, showing the progress of how glass has been used in society. Um, for art as well as functional things um, and you know through through the different cultures and uh, you know ethnic groups and then also um, a lot of the innovations so glass technology from light bulbs to fiber optics uh, you know all, all that stuff was created you know here in Corning so um, you know and that, most, most got of us know Corning through yep. Corningware right from Corningware cooking. and Pyrex and stuff yeah 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 yep. also and then yeah yeah. I mean, Corning, uh, the company, Corning has been involved in a lot of, you know, uh, again, functional, life-changing uh, applications of with the use of glass. And then we've also got the art side of it. So you, at the Museum of Glass, you get a feel for 
technology, science, and art, and all of the different applications that glass can be used for. It's pretty pretty well, awesome. <clears throat> well, the arts are always playing a role in anything that's innovation. You know, right. we're in this world of change, right, of technology. It's like, you know, I have friends that are having careers that we didn't even know that career would even exist, yeah. right? And I think the arts play a role in going to a museum like that where you can see historically the evolution of glass, right. you know, and, and, you know, just like the light bulb, you know, all the way to, hey, let's, you know, have some jewelry or, you know, hey, wine bottles because yeah. they're in the Finger Lakes district right. for wine. Um, I think that it's it's really important to go to places like that and understand the role the arts do because it opens our mind to creativity. And that is one thing about when you travel you're always going to take in something new, which expands our mind and soul. You know, yeah. there's the emotional feel, but right. creativity is something that we actually really need. It's a necessity of oh, life. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, if yeah. you go someplace and you can actually, you know, apply your own creativity to something, uh, it just makes it for even a more meaningful experience. So, you know, you're mentioning that, but you can go to the Museum of Glass and make glass you know, a souvenir to take home. There's another place in Corning called Hands-On Glass Studio. It's a s small studio. Most people wouldn't even know is there, but you can uh, make appointments, uh, go in and do workshops and glow glass, you know, um, pumpkins and ornaments, as well as make paperweights and other projects. So you can kind of create your own keepsake from the trip to take home with you. Um, and it, it's a hands-on experience. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. We were talking about this the other day of being able to make your own snow globe. And mm -hmm. we're, I know this sounds really weird. I don't know if we should even talk about this on a travel show, but we were talking about how burials are changing, like green burials mm -hmm. and how people are yeah. committed and things. And we're like, wouldn't we make snow globes somehow, like with someone's ashes in there? I know that that's not what you wanted to talk about today, but don't, <laughs> in a way, it's like, you yeah. know, glass has this way of like paperweights and snow globes. There are these magical things like you, again, creativity, right? Yeah. So I think that, um, innovation is is good and it comes from that kind of experience and i know so many people you travel you get home and you're like you know what i can go and do this project or i have this light yeah. bulb even traveling just gives you that breath of fresh air of maybe relaxation where your brain can actually go back to work a little bit you know yeah well hopefully that i mean that's part of getting away i think is and reconnecting with yourself you know, and, and having wine. the wine helps, you know, <laughs> the wine, I think wine is crucial to travel mm -hmm. unless you don't yeah. drink wine, but, um, but the wine, tell everybody about the wine region. I know that a lot of international food, wine travel writers association members are listening in going, okay, I know this conference is coming. What yeah. should we expect of the wine area? Well, I mean, the Finger Lakes has really been, the, the reputation has been growing and growing, um, as one of the premier wine destinations in the world. Um, it's considered, uh, you know, America's leading uh, cool climate wine region. So, you know, because of the temperatures, um, you can't grow everything. But, you know, uh, Rieslings and, you know, Pinot and, you know, Chardonnay, different types of vinifera grapes, as well as a lot of hybrid grape varieties. Um, you know, one of the interesting things about the region is that we really are set up for all we were set up with the native grapes, which is how the region started. Uh, and then the hybrid grapes, which are really, um, you know, eco-friendly as well as versatile. And there, some people are doing some really amazing things with them. And then the vinifera grapes. So we have all three types of grapes that are being used in wines. Um, so it really meets uh, a lot of different uh, 
preferences, you know, and palates. Um, but the wine, you know, the wine region started in Hammondsport, so it started in, in you know, Steuben County. Um, and their Finger Lakes is 14 counties, you know, so it's it's massive. It's over 9,000 square miles. Um, there are 11 what? lakes. Yep. There are How 11 many wineries miles. in 9,000 square miles? Like 9,000 square miles? Like what? That's a lot of mileage. That's how big the Finger Lakes region is. Um, there are over 140 different wineries in the region itself. Um, and the three main lakes that the most of the wineries are on are Cayuga, Seneca, and Cuca. Um, and Cuca is in Steuben County. That's where, like I said, the, the Finger Lakes wine region was started almost 200 years ago. Um, the first winery in the region was there uh, in 1860. It's still there. It's uh, actually still making wine. Um, and then, you know, Dr. Frank's, which is one of the, you know, the premier wineries in the in the world. Um, they they were just named a wine enthusiast top 100 wines uh, just a couple weeks ago for 2023. So wow. they're still doing great. But they're the ones, you know, Dr. Frank um, revolutionized winemaking in the whole northeastern United States, um, you know, back in the, in the 1950s and early 60s. And um, so that winery is definitely one that, you know, the, the IFQA folks and anyone else uh, if, who likes wine is going to want to, you know, visit. Um, but the nice thing is not only have we started a lot of great stuff, but we're continuing to, you know, have these exceptional winemakers. Uh, the 2022 Winery of the Year is Vice Vineyards. Yeah. It's only se- seven years old, you know. Um, so, you know, there's Ravine's Wine Cellars. Um, Domain Lesseur, Cuca Lake Vineyards, Point of the Bluff. There's so many uh, Heron Hill, excellent wineries. Um, and then wineries that also have this unique history, like Bully Hill. Before we talked, I was just working on a project related to Bully Hill. And, uh, you know, Walter Taylor was a pioneer for hybrid grapes um, and uh, kind of uh, an irreverent genius. You know, he, uh, he uh, was really crafty at marketing. And, uh, you know, kind of came up against uh, Coca-Cola and a giant, you know, and uh, had some some issues, um, which I won't get into. But he was very crafty and and smart about the way he handled it. And um, he founded the winery called Bully Hill, which is uh, the main concept is wine with laughter. So it's all about not taking yourself too seriously and, you know, enjoying it. Yeah. So there's just. There's a lot of really neat stories. Uh, each of the wineries has its own little story. It has its own focus and uh, specialty. So there's really something for everyone. That's just Cuca Lake. Uh, like I said, there are, there are uh, you know, Seneca Lake and Cayuga Lake also have, you know, lots of wineries. Uh, Seneca Lake has over 50 wineries around it and 30 on the Seneca Wine Trail. So um, Herman wow. Weimer and, you know, there's just a lot of really great wineries in the region. Mm, and and this you know you're so close to canada too in a way right yeah in, in, we're uh, about four three and a half four hours from canada yeah wow and so the one thing about where you are you're talking about this history which is so amazing and <clears throat> you think about corning you think about these wineries that were you know historic yes. and that you're keeping this progression now but you also brought up the word eco-friendly which is something i wanted yeah. to touch on as a destination do you see any focus happening with that in regards to the lodging, the restaurants, the parks that people are looking at sustainability? Yeah. I mean, and um, I'm not sure I'm well-versed enough uh, to speak to that, uh, you know, uh, collectively, but yes, uh, a number of the wineries, um, a lot of the, uh, a lot of businesses in the region are, are, 
that's a catchword that a lot of people are using, you know, and it's certainly um, an intention that a lot of people have. Uh, Heron Hill, for example, has been that way since they started, you know, several, you know, three decades ago or whatever. Um, so some of them have been doing that right from the start. Some of them are kind of coming around to, um, you know, different um, practices uh, to, for that purpose, you know, sustainability. Uh, and it goes, like you said, the restaurants as well, you know, and it, and it also goes along with being an agricultural area um, where, you know, we have, you know, like the Park Inn, um, you know, does a lot of farm to table. So they, they have, they created their own farm so they could grow their own produce and, you know, uh, actually, That's you know, awesome. sustain themselves. So there's a different kind of, you know, sustainability there, but. Yeah. Well, that's nice when you have this agriculture, but it's such small town too. I think you have these smaller communities where that is sustainability, where you're also supporting small business, you know, as travelers, you know, when you can do what you can with small business, I think you are part of that, of that solution. Let's put it that way environmentally, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, the thing, you know, a lot of the, one of the most rewarding things of working and, and my job uh, in such small communities um, is the way they support each other, the small businesses, you know, the wineries support each other. The, you know, we've got wineries who work uh, with local bakers and local chefs uh, and create these, you know, food pairings and different uh, offerings. Uh, so they're supporting each other, you know, and um, that's cool. They, they really, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's a genuine appreciation for what the other people are doing uh, mm-hmm. as well as, you know, uh, obviously that giving back and sharing with the community and, you know, mm-hmm. you're supporting them, they're supporting you. It's a, it's a really, a, you know, uh, really mutually beneficial relationship, you know, that um, quite a few of them are adopting and it's, it's, it's fun to watch. I think it's cool. I mean, to yeah. me, when you go to a small restaurant, a lot of times I'll go, oh, well, the chocolate on this dessert comes from around the corner. My friend over here is a chocolatier. And why yeah. why should I make chocolate from scratch when they're doing it? You know, right. yep. So I, I love that. And oh, well, you got chocolate. I know you do. I know you have ice yeah. cream. I brought that up on a show previously. I'm like, yeah. dude, I heard that you got to go for good hamburgers and good ice cream. Yeah. I remember that from last year's chat. Like, yeah, ice cream great is hamburgers, great ice cream. Yeah. And we have a, I mean, wine, there's a chocolate. You know? chocolate maker in Corning who makes some really good chocolate. Um, yeah. I mean, there, <laughs> am I going to bring up anything? You're just going to go. Yeah. Well, we have this too. Yeah. yeah we have that. Yeah. We have, yeah. <laughs> well, we don't, we don't have everything, uh, you know, and um, it really depends on what your interests are. You know, that photo behind you, there's the outdoors is another, um, mm. you know, uh, exceptional draw here in the region that a lot of people don't think about, but I mean, obviously, Finger Lakes, you know, in the name, it's built right in the name. So, you know, we have those lakes that are spectacular uh, and a lot of ways to get out on them. You know, you can uh, rent equipment so you don't have to have your own stuff. You can rent kayaks and paddle boards and pontoon boats and all that stuff. You can fish. Um, But then there are, you know, other uh, outdoor recreation, you know, like behind you is Spencer Crest Nature Center, which is five minutes from downtown Corning. It's on the top of the hill. It's seven miles of hiking trails. And as you can see that, beautiful pond behind you there's a nice area yeah. to picnic and stuff like that it's just you know you, you want a little time to kind of watching. get out you there's a lot of bird good, watching yeah yeah with all the you know the water areas and trees mm-hmm. yep. you've got to be like a destination for birders to come out yeah um i mean there and there are quite a few places that that do focus on that there's groups that you know do birding and stuff like that here 
Um, I am not versed enough in uh, the specific uh, types of birds. Um, I mean, I've seen, you know, great blue heron and bald eagles and, you know, all sorts of oh, uh, birds, yeah. uh, but uh, that's uh, out of my normal uh yeah. All I know is when I hear peck, 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 it's a woodpecker. Yeah, right, <laughs> there right. it is. What are yeah. woodpeckers out there somewhere? I don't know which one it is, but is it yeah. small? Yeah. But it's but it's cool um, mm-hmm. to have that in the nature. And I remember also before talking with you about waterfalls, because that's yeah. how many people travel chasing what they're waterfall chasers, like right. literally. Yeah. So you've got a few. We do. Uh, you know, Stuben County has has some uh, Stony Brook State Park. But I mean, we're, you know, Watkins Glen State Park is 30 minutes from Corning. They have 19 different waterfalls through the gorge. It is just breathtaking. Um, it's, it was named, you know, I think number three state park in the country a couple of years ago. You know, Letchworth State Park, which is named number one in the country. Uh, you know, that's probably about 50 minutes from Corning, uh, 50, 50 to 60 minutes. So it's an hour, within an hour, you can get I to see. Letchworth which is massive. I mean, it's, there are multiple waterfalls. You can get right up close to some of them, like as close as you could get to that pond almost. Um, others you can't get quite as close to, but they're, they're big. Uh, they're, there's so many different what hiking paths. Um, and then, you know, Ithaca, which is about 45 minutes from here is known for their gorges and their waterfalls there. Mm. Um, Cuca outlet trail is a very accessible pretty flat seven mile trail on the Northern end of Cuca Lake. Um, and, it, uh, you've got a couple different waterfalls that are actually in kind of like ruins of old mills, um, from, you know, historic buildings that have fallen, uh, into, they're not being used anymore, but except that they're now this, the streams passing through and, uh, there's making wow. these pretty neat. Yeah. It's almost like going to like, uh, something off a, a movie set, you know, where there's, the remains of a building and then the stream passing through. It's pretty neat. Well, that's pretty. That's yeah. great. Well, with all these, these uh, waterfalls, do you guys get frozen waterfalls up there? Cause I know you get a lot of snow. So, yeah. I mean, and during the snow season, I know you're having fun, but you have to kind of remind yourself we're going through this so we can have this for spring and summer. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, we're, we're in the Southern part of um, the Finger Lakes Stuben County is. So, you know, while, you know, you see, you know, three feet of snowfall, uh, maybe in Buffalo, um, you know, yeah. in the northern in the northern stretches of the state, um, you know, we when they're getting that, we might be getting eight inches, you know, so it's not oh, like we okay. don't we don't normally get the the multiple feet of snow um, every winter. Now, you know, back 40 years ago, we did. But um, today it's a little milder, um, but there is snowshoeing and, you know, cross country skiing and stuff here. Um mm. But yes, it does get cold, however, sometimes, and we do get frozen waterfalls. So, um, you know, places like Stony Brook and Watkins Glen and uh, 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 Tucanic Falls, which is out by Ithaca, um, you know, some of the some of the waterfalls, you can't go on the gorge trails in the wintertime just because it's too dangerous. Uh, But you can still do the rim trails and see the falls. Um, So there are opportunities to see that. did you say Tunkanic? Tunkanic, yep. So near, like, what, Tunkanic, Pennsylvania? Like, near no, there? No, it's, uh, no, it's out by things? Ithaca, New York. Yep. Oh, wow. Because I was thinking, because we were upstate Pennsylvania, and we could cross mm-hmm. into New York State from there. So that's mm-hmm. why I was wondering. 
don't ask me about where we were. It was the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so that's why I was going, no way. Um, but it was really charming. It was close yeah. to Scanton, I think. Scanton. Scranton. Scranton. There you go. Thank mm-hmm. you. I need you on the yep. show. <laughs> so, you know, that TV show, The Office, was set, fictional office, was set in Scranton, Pennsylvania. No way. Yep. Yep. Wow. That's why I know it then, huh? Duh. Yep. I should have gone and like knocked on their door. That would have been fun. <laughs> it would have been fun. But so, but that's the people traveling to you. Are you getting from, I know obviously around the world and everything, especially yeah. having Corning in the Finger Lakes, but mm-hmm. do a lot of people come from places like Pennsylvania, New York yeah. City, Canada, that kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're first and foremost, we're a drive destination. Um, <clears throat> we are um, comprised of, like I said, you know, just Steuben County, 60 communities. They're, a lot of um, small rural towns that are probably mm. 15 to half an hour, uh, 15 minutes to half an hour apart. So driving is the best way to get here um, and then to actually get around. So like I said, you can come to Corning and pretty much see the whole Finger Lakes region. You know, you can go to Letchworth and you can go to Watkins Glen State mm-hmm. Park and you can go, um, you know, to all these different places. Uh, okay. They're all within a drive uh, from here. Um but okay. uh, so people have come from, you know, New York City, Philadelphia, uh, Baltimore, you know, Boston, Cleveland. Uh, but we get a lot from Pennsylvania. Yeah, for sure. We get a lot from like Wilkes-Barre and Scranton and, mm. um, you know, um, Harrisburg and uh, again, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. It's that, not Wilkes-Barre. Did you say Wilkes-Barre? I, it's Wilkes-Barre. Yeah, that place. <laughs> Wilkes-Barre. Look, he's I can't it's like saying skinny atlas and spelling it, you know, it's like, yeah. yeah, don't, don't, you should hear how we pronounce the country as we travel through. We're like, there's <laughs> just certain, what it's like, we're going to that place. Yeah. Um, but, but that you learn once you get there. And that's the thing that's is correct. once you get somewhere, it gets under your skin. Um, what about lodging? I want to talk about that because with mm-hmm. having all these smaller communities, I'm I'm thinking you've got to have some unique Airbnb, VRBO, mm-hmm. like vacation rentals, let's just say, um, but also historic inns and historic yeah. hotels, being, uh, bed and yep. breakfast. Yeah, I mean, um, all of that. We we have, you know, uh, we have the traditional chain hotels um, mm. in, in many of the communities, um, but we have uh, a lot of bed and breakfast, you know, the traditional bed and breakfast, not the... Mm. Uh, well, in addition to Airbnbs and VRBOs, um, we have uh, a lot of the, you know, small town, rural, um, old school B&Bs that, you know, they serve breakfast in the morning and um, you get to actually interact with people, you know, and that's that's kind of a neat that's way cool. of traveling, uh, learning a little bit about the area from them. They're they're your concierge, you know, they're, they're your your uh suggestion box they they provide a lot of input on you know different things to experience and you get um their ambassadors for the area so that's that's a lot of fun some of them are in historic buildings you know there's one called the black sheep inn mm-hmm. in uh, hammondsport that's a historic octagonal home that was renovated over several years stunning you know um mm-hmm. and then there are little places you know right down by cuca lake so like uh blushing rose is uh, I think they have four rooms, you know, right down like half a block from the what, lake. What a name, though. That's beautiful. Yeah. Blushing Rose. Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, this brings up weddings. I know yeah. like bed and breakfast during COVID, right? Um, the main part of COVID. And they became like destinations for elopements and small weddings. And they would do mm-hmm. Zoom weddings, you know, but 
you know, the couple and the immediate family being there. So do you have that kind of, you know, set up for, I can imagine with all the wineries, you have winery weddings and just kind of like a romantic escape. I'm just saying, because January is wedding month, I believe. And, you know, Valentine's is coming up and, you know, I I know it's, I don't know if people can even get reservations, but for Valentine's already might be too late for everywhere, but um, no, I think you can do try, do try. Yeah. But I mean, is this a romantic? I mean, I would think so. Like a waterfall yeah. wedding, winery wedding. Well, I mean, you know, we have... I'm not getting married though. But just uh, well, <laughs> you know? the um, you can still go to the weddings, right? The um, yeah, yeah, I like going. You know, to a lot weddings. of the wineries are, are they're around the lake. So you're talking about just breathtaking. The the the, <clears throat> the scenery is spectacular and very stunning. Um, so, you know, wineries are a popular place for, for that type of thing. You know, since the pandemic, we had some wineries that were huge and, you know, did huge wedding, you know, a few hundred oh, people. Yeah, and, outdoors. But, yeah. um, but since the pandemic, uh, that's changed a little bit and they're more, uh, for elopements, like you said, they're more for like, um, you know, the, the micro weddings where it's not necessarily hundreds of people, but maybe a small group getting together every close friends and you come and you go. And the nice thing about that is you come, you, you go to a few wineries and do some tastings. And then, you know, you have great food, you got the views. Um, there's, you know, ways to get out on the lake. Like I said, there's a historic boat that has been renovated at over 16,000 hours were put in to r- restore this wooden boat. Um, so you can take a tour on Cuca Lake, up, you know, like 16 people. So you can get your wedding party or your group on there and, go out and um, explore a little bit. Um, you know, B&Bs, the, obviously they're, they're smaller. So um, you can do, you know, some smaller things. That's where the wedding party might stay, that sort of thing. But there are also, um, you know, going back to the Airbnb, VRBO, there are some uh, vacation rental properties that do weddings, you know, that, that they've kind of during the pandemic kind of taken over some of that, you know, so there are a couple places that do, uh, they'll do a little bit larger scale weddings. Um, and there's some that, you know, overlook the Valley. There's some that are overlooking the vineyards and the winery. So there are quite a few different options depending upon what you're looking for, whether it's, you know, the elopement or even the like, you know, proposal, you know, a lot of people come here and do the proposal, um, you know, experience here. They'll come with some friends and they go to a winery or whatever and have a, you know, just beautiful time. And then, you know, take advantage of that romantic atmosphere, like, you know, and, uh, and make wow. that part of the experience. So there's a lot of different ways to tie it in. It is a very romantic area in part because we have the beautiful nature. Uh, mm. So the, you know, you've got something for all the senses. You've got the, the wine and the food for the the tastes and the smells. You've got the outdoor experiences and uh, you know, it's just, it's a good, good time. I love it. I think, you know, weddings, like you were saying, it, it they have kind of gotten smaller across the board, I think, just a, it, around the country and around the world. But people yeah. are looking at, I think it changed how weddings are done, where they're smaller, yeah. but there's more activities and more of an experience. Mm-hmm. And right. then the couple getting married, their money goes into, oh, yeah, buying a house and travel more. So yeah. it's kind of, I don't know, it's changed a little bit. And, and I'm kind of more, I think it's, it's I don't know better in a way because it's more sustainable for the environment. Yeah. It's kind of a 
manageable thing. Whereas weddings, people get all hyper, man. You don't want to get all hyper and fussed out just because their extra rose wasn't on the wedding cake. Get on with it. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? It's, well, it's supposed you know. to be joyous. The yes, weddings are a joyous, yeah. you know, a celebration of love. And, and, you know, there's still definitely the big weddings for people who want yeah. them. And, and I'm not knocking that whatsoever. But mm. it, we are seeing more of these uh, smaller things built in with more activities like you're saying hey let's yeah. you know get on the boat i mean that's going to be memorable and i think yeah. people are whether you're traveling or going to even a group function i, I don't know if you do a lot of groups out there i would mm -hmm. think so if you're going to have yeah. a business function you better include <clears throat> wine and you know <laughs> take right. a walk in between meetings you know well and i mean there's <clears throat> yeah I, I, and again uh you know the the wineries that you mentioned the experiences have changed not just for weddings but for everything really um yeah but you know a lot of the wineries used to take you know uh and some of them do still take the group so they'll take the the motor coach you know with 55 people some of them will still do that um but a lot of the ones who did before you know once the pandemic hit and they had to change kind of the model of how they were doing it, it was more about the experience it was more about sitting down and interacting uh, with the guest and, um, you know, maybe having food pairings and different types of ex experiences. But the guests seemed to like that better because all of a sudden it wasn't about just getting into as many places. It was about mm. being there, learning about it and really enjoying it, you know. Um, and then the winery folks are like, wow, we really like this too. You know, this is, it's so much more intimate and personal. Uh, and there's a really a genuine connection that everybody makes, you know, the winery, mm -hmm folks uh whether it's the winemaker the owners the, the staff with the guest and vice versa you know they they feel a connection um so we see a lot of those people keep coming back um you know a lot of those people when they go they just they really they might not go to six wineries they might go to two but they really have this great experience at these mm -hmm. couple wineries and um you know they they take that home with them not just the wine but the the actual yeah. experience you know it's not just a blur. When you go through no. six wineries, it's a blur. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, but, you know, and there's a different intention, you know, there. But there's also a different, uh, just the experience itself is different. You know, um, mm -hmm. obviously, you know, uh, there's something to be said to try for trying as many things as you can. But at the same time, it's like if you make it a quality experience where you're really immersing mm -hmm. yourself, you know, um, you're making and you memories. go to two and you go two to three places. Yeah, you're making memory. You're learning something, um, mm -hmm. not just about the wine, but about yourself too, because you're learning about what things you like and what things you don't. Um, mm -hmm. You know, pairing food with wine. A lot of people don't think about it, but it it makes a huge difference on the wine and the food, uh, and it mm -hmm. gives you an opportunity to you know go home and say, "Hey, try this," you know, and your friends are yeah. like, "Oh my gosh, that's amazing! I never even thought about that," you know. So it's kind yeah. of, fun. it's fun, you know, you get to share some secrets and learn some things that you can take home. And it's a great way for people to learn about wine if they didn't know about wine yet, if yeah. they're not, you know, and it's like, okay, well, I don't know. And you've got your friends were like, Hey, just see what you like. It's no one's right. right. No one's wrong. Just like art, right? You go to an yeah. art show and you look at a piece of art or you read, you know, a book or something. It, that's your own thing, which is yeah. fantastic. But to go with friends is always cool. Um, kind of have a conversation about a painting or maybe see a demonstration but i'm going to imagine you guys have the arts thriving because you're in such a oh, beautiful yeah. region and you mm -hmm. have wine all of that to me equals art 
Yeah, and it goes back to the creativity and the innovation right. too. But we, um, yeah, art is huge here, uh, in, and uh, not just Corning, obviously, because the Corning Museum of Glass is is a world class museum. But half a mile from there is another world class museum that most people that you wouldn't expect to go to a town of eleven thousand people and find these two museums that you might expect to find in Manhattan or you know some big city. Yeah, um, the Rockwell Museum, which is a, a museum that focuses on not Norman Rockwell, um, named after the founders, uh, who were some uh, philanthropists in Corning, um, Bob and Hertha Rockwell. But they have this, they started with this collection of Western and Native American art. Um, I mean, the, a remarkable collection of, you know, Remington statues. They had a department oh, store wow. in Corning at one time. And in the department store, you could be trying on jeans and looking at a Remington statue and, you know. Uh, Next thing so you know, they, I they want had, caps, you know. Yeah, you, right. <laughs> but you had you had this world-class art on display in the department store because they wanted to share their love of art with the community. Uh, and then they had an opportunity to take their collection and, and put it in a building, um, which uh, is now, you know, uh, the Rockwell Museum. And it's a, it's a beautiful building. Uh, it's a small museum, so it takes you about an hour to walk through the whole thing, taking your time. But you've got art. It's really the focus changed. It's now a Smithsonian affiliate. I think it's the only upstate New York oh. a Smithsonian affiliate. But it's um, art about America. So basically, it's um, art that tells the story of the American experience. Um, and some of it's Western and Native American because that's what they started with. But they have all these different uh, exhibits now that. Uh, are focusing on different cultures and, uh, you know, different stories. Uh, it's really a, a remarkable museum that people are like blown away when they find it because it's very unexpected, especially, you know, in upstate New York, which is uh, kind of like, I, you know, down the road, there's a uh, bison ranch. They don't expect to find that either. <laughs> no, no, I don't. you right. know, it's like when, when we're in Seneca Falls, which I don't think is far yeah. from you, right? Not far, um, no. And there's a wildlife refuge out there. Montezuma, I think it was called. Yeah. yeah, which I didn't expect that name. And we go in, and we're like, you know, we were there at dawn. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, there's this giant bald eagle sculpture, mm -hmm. like giant with his wings mm -hmm. like me. And we're like, what is, you know, and you're on the side. It it, it just, it was unexpected. And, yeah. and it's it's blazed in my soul now, you know, this right. the sculpture and just this unexpected wildlife refuge that we just didn't expect and know. And you know, and I, I can't talk about strongly enough about the beauty of your region, mm. what little Thank bit you. we saw. Yeah. Um, I just, there's a, a reverence for nature and history that go hand in mm -hmm. hand that yeah. is so strong. And history, I mean, you are in a very, you know, things went down in your region. I mean, you know, they did. and, they and did. so you've got to have for the, you know, the, the historian and the history yeah. enthusiast museums, um, beside the arts, um, that yep. they can go to as well to learn about the locals and maybe even dig up their family history. Not, not with the snow globe I was talking about before. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you know? no, but yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, a lot of history happened here. You know, I mentioned, you know, Thomas Edison, when he developed his incandescent lamp, you yeah. know, Corning, Corning made the glass that hold the filament, you know, so they made the first light bulbs. Um, so there's that. So, I mean, you know, some of the local history is connected to the world history. Um, you know, Glenn Curtis, we go back to Hammondsport, that small town. Um, he was a pioneer of aviation. So there's a museum dedicated to oh. him. Um, he was, you know, uh, uh, one of the first motorcycle 
manufacturers. Uh, and then he was became an aviation pioneer along uh, the same time period as the Wright brothers. Uh, wow. Had the, had the first public flight in America. So um, he actually invited people to come and see that flying was a real thing. And not just this you know, story that people were talking about because uh, the Wright brothers did everything privately. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, you know, he invited the public to come and uh, he did a lot of things, a lot of innovations that impacted, uh, you know, aviation, early aviation before World War One. worked with Alexander Graham Bell trying to develop, um, you know, the best planes, uh, you know, um, that they could at the time. Um, so, you know, that again is this local history that's connected to the, the world. Uh, so a lot of people who travel, you know, some of the things that he came up with and or had part in uh, have contributed to air travel. He did the first long distance flight in the country from um, Albany down the Hudson river to Manhattan. Um, you know, he, wow. he won, the first aeronautical prize in the country had the first pilot's license in the country. And he's someone most people have never heard of. Um, he also developed seaplanes and the flying boat. So, you know, you expect to see those in like Alaska and places, but he developed them right on Cuca Lake. Um, so Dude. there's actually a, in September yeah. every year, there's a seaplane homecoming. So they have, you know, seaplanes fly in and it's kind of like a car show, but with seaplanes and they're doing little tricks and stuff like that. It's pretty fun. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You got to think that that ended up in World War II history, too, you know, because of when, when we got the um, Air Force, yeah. you know, the Air Force came from. Well, he, yeah. I mean, the, the, he, the Yale students started that. You he's know, the, the father of naval aviation. So he started a school out in San Diego for the, the Navy that's uh, why training, I know his training name. pilots. He, ah. um, yeah, there's a community out there, Coronado, I guess, uh, yeah. which is um related uh, to his work actually but he's from Hammondsport um and wow. um so yeah you two, know it, two opposite ends of the country yeah, yeah no San Diego's where we started our magazine back in the day in print yeah. like San Diego and I'm like I know this name I know this name you're talking about yep. now I get it but yeah you got to think you know everything starts somewhere and yeah you know but just going to communities we're seeing more and more travelers it's like heritage travel. They're traveling to, you know, find their, their family roots and ancestry mm-hmm. yeah. and going That's to communities neat. and being able to be, maybe it's a cemetery, going to a museum, maybe seeing this, you know, when you have historic villages and communities like yours, sometimes those buildings are still there. Mm-hmm. Whereas in sometimes, you know, if you're in Vegas, they imploded your casino. <laughs> right. But you, you know what I mean? So people can yeah. actually go where their ancestors were, which is, yep. That talk about a memorable experience. That's you can't even put words on. It's price like it's just yeah. That, that's that connection is huge. So I would think with all these communities connected, that it's going to be part you know part and parcel. And then go have a good burger and a bottle of wine and some mm-hmm. ice cream. You're, you're good. Maybe go for a right. bicycle ride because I know you're big on cycling too. Is yeah. another thing I wanted to touch on before you go that cycling is is big for your area yeah. too. Yeah, it's big and it's growing. You know, uh, we've we've got a gravel race coming up in June um, called the Cuckoo Gravel Classic. Uh, but there are several races. There's mountain biking, you know, um, just, you know, uh, leisure cycling, uh, a lot of, you know, country roads and by road, you know, by byways and stuff like that. So um, a lot of ways for people to get out and enjoy the countryside, um, you know, on a bicycle or around town, you know, just riding around those little towns. It's kind of fun. Um oh. But yeah, cool. it, it's yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. 
Well, everyone, there's a lot to do. So 2024 is the year yeah, of we'll... exploring Stuben. So it's yeah. explorestuben.com is the website to go to. And um, for our friends over at the International Food One Travel Writers Association that we do this show with every month, um, definitely uh, go to the website and uh, start making plans to be part of the conference because yeah, we'll there'll be wine it. being poured. There'll be glass blowing, glass yep. making hamburgers more than hamburgers because <laughs> they have farm to table food you know yeah. um it's going to be quite an experience and that really showcases the um ability of having groups of people come to the area too and, and i think yeah. that's going to be super fun and so everyone ex- explores stuben.com and that's s-t-e-u-b-e-n thank you so much dave it's always thank a you. pleasure Great having you, you on the show thanks nice thanks here. for the history lesson too oh. <laughs> my pleasure <laughs> thanks for having me Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio's Food, Wine, and Travel Show featuring members of the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. We encourage you to visit their website. We say IFTWA, which is I-F-W-T-W-A dot org. You can also follow us at BigBlendRadio.com. Happy travels, everyone.